0: Welcome to your Life by Design podcast, the show that will have you seeing how magical you truly are so you can start designing a desired and fulfilled life. Hi, I'm Karen Galway, a certified human design reader, a 6-3 manifesting generator, and an energetic embodiment coach who is completely obsessed with helping you step out from your shadows and leap into your light. And in true 6-3 Manifest and Generator form, this podcast will not just be about human design, but rather the tools you need to call in the desires in all areas of your life. View it as your tool book, not your rule book. Take what resonates and leave what doesn't. This podcast is for the women who are ready to become paradigm shifters, subconscious mind wizards, and healers of their own life. They are ready to rediscover themselves so that they can fully show up as who they came here to be and live a life by their design. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of Your Life by Design. I came up with a different recording (laughs) location—not necessarily a different recording location, but just I guess a different setup because I noticed the past two episodes there was a lot of just clicking. I think it was the way that my microphone was resting. So hopefully, this sounds a lot better. But I definitely have a topic I want to talk about today that I think a lot of people are are going to resonate with. So what I want to talk about is how we move through big changes with ease. And big changes could be anything, new job, uh, moving, uh, new relationship, whatever that might look like, whatever those big changes are, it can feel scary. And I want to break that down, why it feels scary, what happens to our subconscious mind when we go through a big change. And I want to give you a couple tips on how to move through that with ease. So let's talk about why big changes can be scary you've probably heard me talk about this before, especially when during a couple of episodes when I've talked about fear, or if you've taken any of my programs, I talk a lot about fear because I, that's a big thing, a big feeling that holds us back. And I'm going to break that down a little bit as well about fear. But let's talk about why big changes can be scary. So the subconscious mind likes predictability. And if you haven't heard me say this before, if you don't know this already, your reality, like what is actually your conscious mind, which is what you know to be true and what you're experiencing in this moment and what you're aware of is only responsible for 5% of your reality. Everything else is 95%. Like the subconscious mind is 95%. And that comes from stories you tell yourself beliefs that you have, feelings that you have. Like my son today, this morning, getting ready for school was having some really big emotions about stuff, and he just couldn't get out of it. And I simply said to him, and and, and he was like, just wallowing it. Is that a word wallowing? Anyways, this is a word I'm trying to look for, where he's just, he was just in it, and he wouldn't get out of it. And he kept saying, and this is going to happen, and this will going to happen. I'm like, yes, if you're calling that in, if you're calling that that feeling in or that intention in, it's gonna happen. But what if we just move through these feelings? Here are some tools to move through these feelings and change the intention that we have. So it's based on these experiences, right? These stories we tell ourselves is why things show up in our reality. Perfect example, and I've said this a bunch of times, and this is such a common example that's given. You've probably heard about this before. You are looking for a new car and it's a blue, I don't know, a blue Audi Q8, and then you all of a sudden you see blue Audi Q8s everywhere. And it's not because there's been a new production or a surplus production of Audi Q8s. It's because you're, that's on your subconscious mind and you're scanning for it, right? Like your subconscious mind brings that into reality. So your subconscious mind is only responsible for 95% of your reality. And when things show up that are different, that that the subconscious mind is unfamiliar with, it can create f- uncomfortable feelings because the subconscious mind likes predictability, it likes familiarity, and get this, it likes familiarity, even if what you're experiencing isn't safe. Even if what you're experiencing is no longer preferred. If you don't like it anymore, if you're going to work and you're burnt out, if you're not liking where you're living, if you want to downsize, upsize, new state, new city or whatever, the benefit of that change in itself can feel scary because it's not familiar. And so when there's something unpredictable that happens, the subconscious mind thinks that there's something wrong and it cues all these feelings. Now let's break down that, that feeling, okay? So if there's something unpredictable, new move or new job or whatever, there can be so many reasons why we experience certain feelings around that. Let's talk about feelings of maybe let's talk about the feelings of like shame or guilt about moving. So if you grew up with family who really prided themselves on being a long-term employee of a company and they got rewarded for being that long-term employee and changing, doing anything different, working somewhere else was considered for them to be risky. You grew up with a lot of a lot with the story behind safety in staying where you are. And so when you're wanting to move and you have these feelings of, oh my gosh, like shame around it or blaming yourself or all these feelings, it could be related related to this moralistic upbringing. So in the rapid resolution therapy perspective, moralistic upbringing are feelings related to pride, shame, credit, blame. And those are usually around how we were raised. Moralistic upbringing or rather moralistic parenting happens. Sometimes it has to happen. So if you're teaching a child how to potty train, and you say, I'm so proud of you, you peed in the potty. Sometimes we say those things, and it has to happen so the child learns to not pee in the classroom. (laughs) But when we use things of, I'm so proud of you, or I'm so disappointed in you, or whatever, it creates these feelings where we feel like we are responsible for, it's responsible for our survival, right? Because these food bringers, we want to please these food bringers from a subconscious, biological, anthropological standpoint, we are wired to believe that these food bringers are responsible for our survival. And at one point, yes, they were like when we were babies, they they were. And so if we piss off these food bringers, we're not going to be fed. Therefore, our li- livelihood is threatened. This is like the deeper subconscious belief um, framework that happens with these feelings. And so when we experience currently any pride, shame, credit, or blame around that, it's usually based on like moralistic upbringing and not necessarily what's happening in this moment. It's the interpretation of that, which we're going to get to in a few minutes about the interpretation. Or if there's fear, right? If moving is that change, we it's scary, we have this fear, the fear of the unknown comes in. That feeling of fear could also be reflective of there's a big change that's happening. I grew up with parents who stayed in same house that they that currently like my parents still live in the same house I was raised in. So if I were to move, that's going to bring up a lot of uncomfortable feelings because that framework that that belief system was really ingrained. Or if you have something structurally similar that happened to you in the past, like maybe you knew someone who moved and things just went south really fast. So then or you experienced it yourself at some point or as a child or whatever, then you're calling in a big move or a new job or whatever that had something that you experienced in the past that wasn't pleasant, your subconscious mind retains that it the, the data from that experience, because the experience no longer exists, it's just the data, the senses, right, what you remember, what, what you felt, all that remains what we call an active file, and it gets redisturbed and brought up and there's something similar around it. And so when we have this fear, we when we come up with a fear, I want to talk about the purpose of fear. Because when we experience fear, it's not because our mind isn't working right. It's not because, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? How come I'm experiencing this fear? Like your mind is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. When it perceives a threat, it creates a feeling of fear. The fear is a sensation or a signal that signals your body for the blood to drain from your brain to go to your heart to beat faster so that blood can run to your legs. So you can run out of a threat right when when you are up against a threat like that a scary dog um, like a, a a bad that fear has value that value is to bring you to safety is to run you're gonna you're gonna be so strong right you're gonna run really fast you're gonna be able to jump you're gonna be able to do all these things because the fear is actually what's propelling that but if there is no fear, if there is no actual fear, and what we're experiencing is an interpretation of these senses, this data coming in, an interpretation based on our stories we tell ourselves, right? So if you're experiencing a big change and the interpretation of these senses is, or the story you're telling yourself is that this change is going to be hard, it's going to be scary, there's bad things are going to happen, and you create that feeling of fear, there is no value. There is no value. So what you're experiencing is the blood draining from your brain, racing your heart, right? Your heart's racing because it's pumping more blood. And you've lacked clarity, focus. You've lacked critical thinking because the blood is no longer in your brain. It's it's, in other parts of your body for you to, like I said, to be strong, but there's no purpose to it. So it just feels really uncomfortable. And when you're having this fear, when the blood is leaving your brain, you lack this, these really essential skills that you need to be able to make clear decisions, it creates like a hyper focus where you're focused on the very thing that you're trying to run away from, right? So that makes sense when you are running away from a dog. Like you're hyper focused. Where is the dog? Do I hear him? Do I see him? Do I see a shadow of him? Where can I run to hide from him? Like it makes sense to think like that, but in in the face of a fear that's not real, it's just an interpretation, all you're going to think of, but what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if I can't do that? So like you become hyper vigilant around the thing that's not going to serve any value, <laughs> creating more feelings of fear. So basically, when we're experiencing a change, and it feels uncomfortable, we're basically interpreting these sensations, these feelings, based on our experiences, right? And we're experiencing these interpretations as if they are real, but they're not real. They're an interpretation. What's real is the present moment. And as humans, we are really good at distorting reality. We're really good at separating ourselves from the present moment. Our imagination, what makes us these amazing humans an amazing species compared to any other any animal, is that we have that advanced mind. We can think critically. We can think, we can look at the past and learn from our mistakes, we can do that. But when we are, when we get caught up in our imagination, and the experiences that we've had and the stories that we have, we can really distort that reality so that we don't even experience the present. What we're experiencing is a reality that's not even happening. And we're responding based on that reality. So if we think of the future that calls in a big change, and it creates these uncomfortable sensations, we aren't experiencing the present but rather these just these sensations, we're able to move forward. And when we use words like, I need to do this, I have to do this, I need I need to move, I need to get out of here, I have to get a new job, I have to get out of this relationship, I need to do this. Words like needs, needs to, or need to and have to actually creates a feeling of fear in our body. Because it teaches our subconscious mind that we have to get out of a threat right now. You have to make a decision right now. And then it starts this loop again the uncomfortable sensations that don't have value, the interpretations of these feelings based on stories. The other thing is when we're making a big change, we're calling in a big change, we're calling in a decision. It feels really big to us. It feels like we're going against the grain. Perhaps that was never modeled going against the grain to us. And so that feels scary because, again, we're doing something that's unpredictable, that's not safe. And we are avoiding it, right? We're avoiding making these decisions because it feels too scary. That avoidance creates the feeling of fear because avoidance means it's a threat, it teaches your subconscious mind that where you are, you're not safe, right? Or what's going to happen is not safe because you're avoiding it. Anything that you actually jump into, move into, make the decision of, take action on, teaches your subconscious mind that it is safe, that it's okay to move in this direction. So if you're calling in something big and you're not even taking the steps to move forward with it, you it's like this fight or flight mode, right? The fear comes in because now you're avoiding it. And then you're using words like need to and have to and it's creating more fear. So how do we create ease and clarity with big decisions with these big audacious goals, where like, we're calling in something big, and it feels scary. And we want it to feel easy. (laughs) We can't have clarity because we have all this fear in our body. But we want to have clarity because that's how we're going to make like a clear decision. How do we do that? So I want you to consider the idea that the change has already happened. I want you to consider that this big change, this big goal, whatever you're calling it has already happened. How does that feel? If it feels good, if you like think about it, you have this big smile on your face or it feels like so light and eerie and it's, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I want. You just taught your subconscious mind that the change isn't scary. It's not the change that's scary, right? It's the interpretation of what all that means to make that change. So it isn't a threat. It's the opposite. And so we lean into that feeling, lean into that, whether we use visualization, whether we use just like having our imagination or having our like writing it down or whatever way it, it is for you to consider that idea, to tap into those emotions. So that's one thing to help create ease and clarity is to teach your subconscious mind That it's not a threat. Because when you think about that change, it's not the actual change that feels scary, right? It's the steps leading up to that change. It's what we've interpreted that change to mean. But the actual change is actually what we want. So that's one. Two, to help create ease and clarity, if avoiding decisions creates feelings of fear, then taking action creates feeling of safety. If we're taking action on something, then we're teaching our subconscious mind that it's safe because you took action on it. So if it's calling in a new job, if you want a new job in your life, and I'm using like new job, a new move, a new relationship because those are like really big pivotal changes that I feel like a lot of people have been experiencing over the past couple of years. But if we're t- calling in a new job. Then start applying, start looking for jobs, right? Start going on LinkedIn or Indeed or whatever, and start looking and applying. You're taking that action. If it's a big move that you're calling it, then go visit a place if you're able to. Go fly, go try, go drive to that place. Immerse yourself in there. Call a realtor. Look online if you're not able to travel. Look online, and look at places. Begin to take these actions that then is that is teaching our subconscious mind it's safe to do. Then we're able to get to not be in that fear. We're able to. We're not in that survival mode. We're in that thriving mode. And when we're in that thriving mode. We have all the clarity. We have all of the like the critical thinking. We are able to feel free and clear because we're in a thriving mode. It's the survival mode that creates a feeling of fear. So it's these small decisions that teach your subconscious mind that it's safe because you're taking the action on it which I think is brilliant. I love all about the mind. (laughs) But it really comes down to the stories that you tell yourself, right? And the interpretation of these stories, these sensations that come in, it's how we're interpreting it. But the only way to really know what the stories are telling ourselves is to really check and see what is the story we're telling ourselves, why do we have the story? Why do we feel like this move is scary? Why do we feel like this big job is scary? Why do we feel like leaving a relationship that is not healthy, that is not safe for us and to to leave that? Why does that feel scary? So exploring those stories will give you better understanding. So then you can begin to create ease and clarity because then you can lean into that idea of already of that change already happening and taking those actions towards that. If you want to gain more understanding about your stories, I have a resource for you. I'm going to put it in the show notes. It's called My Guide to Rewriting Your Story. And it really is just recognizing what is the story you're telling yourself? Is it 100% true? What's a new story that we can tell ourselves? What's the evidence that we can look for to confirm it? What's your money story that we're telling ourselves? What's the words that we're using? Like I told you that need to and have to create feelings of fear. What are other words that you're using that can create feeling of lack? That's all in this guide. It's just twenty-two dollars. It's based on a course that I created over a year ago. I am obsessed with it all. I love how this course, this, I think it was like I I don't know, a twelve module course, got condensed into I think ten or eleven pages in this beautifully designed, designed guide. So I'll post a link in there. If you click on it it'll bring you to the page. And then once you um, enter your information, you'll get the immediate download of it. So I would love to know how you feel about this episode, I have more of these coming, I really want to dive deep into the subconscious mind a little bit more, understanding our subconscious mind, understanding the stories we tell ourselves, understanding how we can change when we change that when we allow our mind to feel free and clear, like we actually we go into that thriving mode, and then anything feels possible. So I would love to hear what you think. Hop on over to Instagram and message me at I am Karen Galway and just let me know. And give me some feedback on this. And I would appreciate it. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.